This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. All right, so last time you beat Alabama back in 2006, things were a little different for obvious reasons. I'm 17 years, 16 years 16, ago. 22. It's crazy. Minus 6. 16. 16. Yeah. It's new I'm not, math. I'm not I mean, great. It's new math. It's new math. I'm not good at math. We'll talk about that coming up in just a sec. Hey, we're brought to you by WT Equipment. Eight locations to take care of everyone across Arkansas and North Louisiana. Their newest location is in Searcy. There's one just barely up the road from where we're at at the Don Tyson exits between Don Tyson and the Johnson exits in Springdale. They're the authorized New Holland agricultural and construction equipment dealer, sales, service, parts. They have the construction equipment like compact track loaders and excavators. So whether you're ready for fall harvest or you're ready for the next big job, they have the equipment you need and a large selection of new and pre-owned inventory. So when you're ready to invest in agricultural or construction equipment, see the folks at WT Equipment. Find a location near you online at WTEquip.com. So here's some things that happened in 2006. Chuck, your Cardinals beat the Tigers that year. I remember. I've still World. got the hat. What uh, What do you remember that World Series? I remember that the uh, the last game, or the next to the last game in St. Louis was uh, really cold. They played in the rain. I remember that. I remember that. I went to the NLCS. They played the Mets, and yeah. there was a couple of games where it rained out, and I was 
trying to go up for two games and come back, and it ended up turning into about a two-day longer trip than I planned. Was that when Wainwright struck out Carlos Beltran? Was maybe. that 06? Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Was that 06 or 04? I forget. I remember me and my dad went, and we bought some tickets through a – this before StubHub and all. He bought them through a broker. You know, he had a ticket oh, yeah. broker. Yeah, you'd meet the guy over on the well, corner. And ended up being these chairs that were a zip tied together in the handicap section. But they were great seats at the very top of the concourse on the lower level behind home plate. They were awesome seats. Those were the days before you had StubHub and you could do everything electronically. You had to work it yeah. outside the stadium. You had to know where the guys were. You, had to make a few back alley deals outside the stadium. I mean, th- that's when it was fun. Bartering. That was that was uh, entertaining. Hey, and if you remember, I mean, those guys would get mad at you. If they tried to sell you a ticket and you bought it from a guy about 10 yards down who had it for 10 bucks well, less, this guy 10, 10 feet away wanted to fight you. You had one guy that had six tickets in one hand and a sign in the other that says, I need tickets in yeah, one hand yeah, and hold yeah. tickets. Those were the days. Those were the good old days. That was fun to work yep. back then. Yep. One of my best memories as a kid and this is of all games it was 2002 we're walking around my dad we, he usually bought season tickets for little rock but that year for whatever reason he didn't and the guy was like happy thanksgiving and gave us three tickets for free and of course matt did what he did in that game miracle markham but that was it, it was fun to watch my dad chuck as you say Work and I learned sales. A good portion of what I know in sales today was watching my father back in the day hey, barter. Life lessons. It was great. Yeah, man. yeah you learn how to buy tickets, you learn how to light a cigar, bet the money line. Yeah. Those are those are things a young yeah. man needs to understand. Ty, early, early how to get a three game parlay line. That's right. All those things. Those are the important things. <laughs> Here's a stat that JT just texted. And this is a good one, guys. When Arkansas won in 2006, the SEC series between the Razorbacks and the Hawks was eight. To seven, yep. it's now twenty three. You know, Danny Ford beat him a couple of times, and you know Alabama was down for a little bit. I used to not beat him four or five times, and uh, um, well, in fact, I mean, when you start doing the math, uh, nobody's beaten him since '06. So you know, <laughs> Petrino didn't beat him, Bielma didn't beat him, John L. Chad, and you know, Coach Pittman's got a shot tomorrow. Well, gosh, guys, what's changed? Yeah, I know that's the truth, boy. That's the truth. What happened? I, and that's, Nick Saban, that's what that's happened. That's exactly what and happened. You just listed off coaches. You think about the players that have gone through particularly quarterback. That's why I think KJ and company have such a unique opportunity tomorrow to put themselves in a different echelon. I'm not talking about overall, but you beat Bama at something special. I think that this is one of the few times since Arkansas joined the league, and I'll go back to some of those games in the early 2000s. But since then, this is the first time that I think we've matched up with them physically along the line of scrimmage. It's not been the skill players, frankly, who have been the difference between Arkansas and Alabama all these years. It's the guys up front, and it's been big plays and special teams. Non-offensive touchdowns, owning the line of scrimmage. I think when you look at Arkansas now, um, they're too deep on the defensive line. They got a legit offensive line. I mean, they can go toe-to-toe with them. They did last year. Now, they were playing catch-up all night, and hopefully you don't have to play catch-up all day tomorrow. But I think that's the reason. You know, we can talk about K.J. and the skill guys, and yes, they got to have great games for Arkansas to win. But, man, you got to hold your own up front or it's going to be a long day. 
like you said, I think Arkansas fans are confident, Coach Pittman's confident that they're going to be able to do that when it comes to at least the line of scrimmage. And the non-offensive touchdowns, Chuck, I know that's something that you want to talk about. Here's what's weird this year. That's typical of Alabama, and I know we only have a four-game sample size, but they're last right now in force and turnovers. You hope it stays that yeah. way until next week. That didn't mean anything, though, I'm afraid. Because, I mean, look at who they've, you know, look at who they've played. Look at, I mean... Three of their four games, they've been playing the backups, you know, pretty much after after halftime. And so, um, you know, we've seen a lot of Saban's teams early in the year, you know, kind of sputter along and you wonder if they're good. And then by the end of the season, they're better than everybody else. But, you know, you know, sometimes a, a great horse takes off a race, but when it comes to the home stretch, they can kick it in gear. At Texas, they weren't playing a, a great vintage Texas team, but when – when the thoroughbred in Alabama had to kick it in gear in the home stretch and get to the wire, they did. And I think that's still something you should value with, with Alabama. When when their back was pressed to the wall, when they were on the ropes, Chuck, they still came out the victor. They know how to win. I mean, they know how to win. And they don't get rattled. I think that's one of the qualities Arkansas has. I don't, I don't think this is a team that's going to panic. I, you know, last year they got down big or, uh, down in Tuscaloosa. What was it? They were down 17. And, uh, you know, most of the time, if you're down 17 on the road at Alabama, you know, midway through the third quarter, you're going to end up losing 51-14. to 14. So, you know, they battled. And so many teams that play Alabama, not just Arkansas over the, the last, you know, decade and a half, but a lot of teams, when you get down early in that game, the self-doubt, the fear, the lack of confidence creeps in, and then you're done. And, or you start pressing because yeah. you know there's no margin for error. And um, I see that a lot, not just in Alabama games, but anytime you've got a, uh, you know, a, a dynasty type team, you, you know, you go, you know, going in, there's just not much margin for error, and you never let yourself just relax and play. We're live at the stadium shop next door to Baumwalker Stadium. Come by, get your free Beat Bama button, buy one sweatshirt, get uh, get your next one, equal or lesser value, half off. It's Football Friday brought to you by QC Kinetics. You can get moving again without pain with cutting-edge regenerative treatments with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Lots of people right here in northwest Arkansas are living a full life, pain-free, with QC Kinetics. Call 479-999-1234. That's nine 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 one two three four for QC Kinetics. It's also in 2020, 2006, Twitter was founded. Chuck, if Arkansas beats Alabama tomorrow afternoon, will you tweet out your first tweet? Nope. Not even a you, Are you aware you have an account? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. I'm aware I am. Is that your account yeah. or someone else do that? Someone else did it. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's one or two out there. I just don't do it. So uh, I, I will ask you this. The thought process, is that just something you don't want to venture into? Because it's vicious at times. Because it's my deal, and I don't want to do it. That's why. I mean, I just don't want to do it. It's it's a uh, um, It's just not my thing. No, I'm not going to say it's a cesspool. I'm not going to criticize anyone who does it. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It's just not for me. What do you think about hog fans on social media, Tommy? After losses, after wins, reactions. It's pretty bad last week. And I know, and a lot of times, as a younger guy that's on it consistently, I read too much into that. But what do you think about it? You're you're not as into it as I am, I'd say. Well, I don't think most people are, but um, I don't think it's real a lot of times. I mean, I think I think what's on there is an overreaction to say the least. But I think also there's there's about a, a handful, and then that gets 
magnified or regenerated or whatever, and it becomes a perception that's not reality. I think there's so much of it that what people are trying to say gets lost. And I think that, you know, lots of times people just refer to social media. You know, there's lots of stuff out there on social media. Well, there's a lot of different social media platforms. People generally, you know, they'll cite Twitter. Or people my age will cite Facebook. And, and uh, um, but, but I think sometimes there's so much of it out there that the legitimate stuff gets drowned out by the BS. And people just from the outside looking in just view it as the collective social media. And, um, you know, I understand it. I, I, I completely understand it. But, it, you know, again, that part of it's just not for me. So no no, fate, no Twitter for you. How about a MySpace? You got a MySpace? What, I, no, I, have, I have a MySpace. <laughs> I have a MySpace. That's going back a ways, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, that's a wild. What's, a, what's this MySpace well, thing they got going out there? <laughs> I think you, when you guys, when we talk to fans, it's funny. On Saturday night and Sunday, all I heard was, we got no chance against Alabama ball. And then Monday is like, maybe Tuesday, hey, I think I have a chance. By Wednesday and Thursday, it's like, we're going to win. I, I never it's felt like, like they didn't have a chance. Back. No, I, but I'm talking about the fans that no. I talked to. It was just a quick kind well, of. Well, that's every week. I mean, you, you know, that's the fan reaction. Fans, it, Chuck said it perfectly yesterday. Ch- fans aren't going to line up and compete over here 2.30 on Saturday. You know, but that's the normal progression of your emotions is it's like dealing with anything else. You got to, you know, there's acceptance, there's grief, there's all whatever those those nine stages you got to go through. We do the same thing. You're never going to win again after a loss like that. And once you win a game, well, we're never going to lose again. And, and and both are false. We we saw an emotional moment when KJ fumbled near the goal line, get the better of that Arkansas offense for a good duration of that game. How do they not let that happen tomorrow? You know, when it comes to to some of those things, you just gotta. I mean, they gotta flush that. I mean, that that's in the past. They, you start letting. It's like my golf game. I, I start letting one shot become one bad shot become five bad shots. Well, that's because it's between my my ears. That's why I'm not playing golf for a living. These guys are playing football essentially for a living because they don't let. Things that happen like that bother oh, them. They're not even thinking about no. that. I mean, they're not even thinking about that. Uh, that what happened last Saturday is not in any of those guys' heads right now. Nowhere close. Do you think the re- uh, we were joking about Will Anderson's comments yesterday? Do you think the offensive line is taking that? Personal? Oh, I think they read it. Do I think they take it personally? I don't know because. And, and you understand there's probably tie better than 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 I do because um, there's a lot of back and forth yeah. at that and it's um, you know we live in a society now where we want to own the other guy you know we want to have the 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 remark that 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 cuts him the lowest yeah uh-huh. you, you know and so I think people particularly young people who've been involved in this their whole lives I don't think it affects them as much as maybe we think I I, I think they they enjoy the back and forth. Do they like slam their phone down? By God, I'm going to beat the. You know, <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to crush this guy Saturday. No, I don't think they do that. Why do you think my generation cares so much about, as you just said, owning the other person or, or making it to the the idea of that on social media and that presence? Why is that? Because of social media? 
Yeah. I mean, that's the whole deal. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, it's a deep subject. I'd charge you 150 an hour if you want to talk about it. <laughs> he meant to but, lay, uh, lay on the uh, couch for that one. You know, what? That. <laughs> you know we, we could talk about your generation I'll a long time, Ty. Couch time with Chuck. Let me, and you'll figure this out in 15 years from now. Ty, we don't care what you think. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the difference. Chuck, me, Robert, anyone our age, we don't care what you think. And everyone your age cares what everyone thinks. We don't give a damn. Just, that's a we pretty just good way to put absolutely it. just don't give a damn what you think. Just don't lump me into that category. Well, I mean, but you, that's, you, you that asked the question. That's the most honest answer that I can give you is everyone in that category <laughs> that values what social media thinks no one my age and older, younger than me and older, care, you know, and, and to, to, to so many in that younger generation, their whole identity is wrapped up in how many Twitter followers they have. I can remember trying to explain Twitter to my mom. I say, <laughs> this was in the early days. I said, it's 140 characters or less, and it's based on the premise of what are you doing? Is and John she, Wayne one of the characters? Well, and, no. she, and, and she looked up, uh, because I said, it's based on the premise of what are you doing? And she looked up and said, well, why would anyone care? And I said, well, you know, that's kind of why I don't do it. Because I had a peanut butter that's and jelly right. for lunch. I wanted the world that's, to know. Are these people that take pictures of their lunch. Yeah. I mean, what are well, you people ph- doing? The phone eats first. Good God. So what does Sam Pittman, what does this team do on a Friday? Kind of take us. Well, what they'll can. do, uh, um. You know, um, I know there are lots of meetings going on this morning. I'll go over there in a little while and do what I need to do for the game tomorrow. And uh, they'll, uh, for a home game, uh, they'll they'll head up to, uh, I, I, I think it's Bentonville. I'm not sure if it's Bentonville or Rogers. I think it's Bentonville. And uh, they'll go up there probably mid-late afternoon. And it's, um, you know, kind of like you do on a road game. You get to the hotel and, um, you know, lots of meetings, lots of meeting rooms. Uh, lots of stuff going on. It's a day game, so I don't guess they'll go to a movie tonight. Um, and then they'll get up in the morning, and they'll, you know, they'll probably meet again. Would be my guess. And uh, they'll talk when they eat. I guess is what I'm saying. They'll have a team meeting, and then they'll get on the bus and they'll head down here. They don't let idle hands make mischief. It's no, a it's, busy. it's a. Uh, uh, you would be surprised how structured it is now, particularly on road games. Got a lot of family that travel. A lot of them are in the lobby of the team hotel, and what you'll see at nights, players and families mingling. And um, but generally, by the time you get to, uh, you know, by the time you get to toward curfew, um, you know, most of them, uh, uh, most of them are up to their room. I don't think they break curfew quite like you know maybe maybe legend has it. But, see, us uh, old guys are asleep by curfew. Hey, that's we exactly. We don't have to. Have curfew's curfew. no big deal to me. <laughs> Hey, guys, I uh, uh, I want to talk to you just for a second about my friends at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. And I do say my friends because when it's time to buy or sell a home, you want a partner. You don't just want somebody that's trying to get the largest commission or somebody who's trying to, you know, send you to this place when you really want that place. Uh, they were my partners in all this, and I think that'll be your experience, too. When you're buying or selling a home. You want a pro on your side of the table. You want someone who's had the best training. You want someone who understands the market in a way that most do not. You want someone who can negotiate the price, and you want someone who can get you from contract to close. That's what you're going to find at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've got an office in Fayetteville. There's one in Springdale. There's one in Bentonville. They've got one in Fort Smith. They've even opened up a new one in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs, and I know your experience is going to be good. You can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Chuck, one of the... 
clips you had me pull for the podcast this morning was Nick Saban talking about Arkansas's offensive line. And Quinn Ayers is a pretty good quarterback. Say what you want about the young man, but they only had to play him for basically a quarter. And then Hudson just is not the same caliber of guy. They're having to play one of the best offensive lines in college football and K.J. Jefferson, a quarterback that they have not faced really since dating back to last season. How much of a change is that going to be for Alabama's defense tomorrow to get used to that? Well, I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to have to be ready for a physical battle, and I think they know that. And, and you know, Saban's always respected physical teams. I, you know, I remember back, and we talked about this some on the podcast, that, you know, when Houston was here, Mike Markison was the offensive line coach. I mean, Saban always talked about how physical Arkansas was. I mean, if you remember, there were, uh, you know, there were some, uh, you know, there were some games that, um, you know, it was a battle. And, you know, Saban's one who respects things like that, and I think his respect for Sam Pittman and the way and his style of play is genuine. I mean, tried to hire him, yeah. uh, which which tells you everything you need to know right there. So, I think Saban respects that type of football, and uh, I think they know just like we know that it's going to be a battle that's going to be won or lost up front. And he's very complimentary of Sam Pittman and just his style of play. What did you think that – and I can't remember if we asked you this or not. What did you think about Sam telling that story a couple weeks into his tenure at Arkansas, gets the job offer from Bama and stays put here in favor? I remember when there was talk about that when he was here before. Um, I didn't know all the particulars on that, but I knew that essentially – He'd just taken this job and didn't feel like, you know, it was the it was the right time to move. Remember when Petrino came and Ellis Johnson was here for like a day, thirty minutes, yeah. <laughs> had like a half a cup of coffee, and he I, left to go to South I, Carolina. I think Petrino walked in his office and shoot him out, and he said, "I'm out of here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, we've seen that before, where someone's here a before they even get to a practice or Dana, a Dana, game, and Dana and Allman. Well, I mean, I think in. Ellis Johnson's uh, case is it's about retirement, getting yeah. closer to home. It was it was about you know some other things, but uh, but it, you know that happens in this business. It more does than happen, and and you know it's it's a situation where um, you know look you got to balance things if you're a coach. I mean, yeah. I, I mean you got to balance things. The idea that you know the way he handled it is always the way to handle it. I don't know. He obviously felt like it was in this situation, and uh, glad he did. Well, it worked out because let's face if he had not stayed at that moment he, he i would say likely not be the head coach oh today. i don't think there's any likely to it yeah, i mean he wouldn't have been considered yeah. um you know there wouldn't have been those former players that were ringing hunter Urichek and saying this is a guy you need to hire and um you know so it turned out to be a pretty good decision for him mm-hmm. you, you just you had these connections i know smart coach under Kirby smart who basically is a nick saban disciple we know that and i also think about the connections with jordan dominic jameer gibbs and then drew sanders and alabama we saw some last week with a&m is drew going to help them at all with player personnel and plays or is that overblown i think that's overblown because they already know i, okay. I mean i mean we live in an era where there are no secrets i, I mean um um, you know, you can get video. I mean, you, you you know, these guys talk to one another. and There may be somebody out there that doesn't like a coach on the other staff, and he's willing to give you anything you want about the other guys. So I think a lot of that's overblown, honestly. What do you think Drew's mentality is tomorrow, Tommy? Because uh, I tend to think, and you were talking about, I mean, Dallas Turner, Henry Toa Toa, and we know Will Anderson, they're not slouches. But if I'm Drew, it's not like he hasn't already this season. I, I've got something to prove against – 
Pete Golding, that you staff. Know, where does Michael Scherer try to frame his mind up? Is it, hey, you got something to prove? Is it is it putting a cinder block on his shoulder? Um, you know, I think anyone, if you're a competitor and a team that you couldn't quite make the top cut for is your opponent that day, yeah, you, you feel like you got something to show those guys. I'm sure deep inside, yeah, he's thinking about that. I don't think he'll verbalize it. I mean, this is the, you know, this is a coach's son, number one. He's quiet, too. He's a quiet kid, uh, but he's been around the game and he's been around the, the progression of a season, you know, since he was a little child. And so um, if he's feeling it, he's probably not going to tell you, but I would imagine that, yeah, it, I'm sure. I mean, he wouldn't be human if it didn't mean a little more. You yeah. brought up Michael Shearer. What's going to be interesting, I think, is a big part of this game tomorrow is if Shearer and Odom come to the decision of, is Drew going to come out of the backfield on Gibbs in passing situations? He's going to rush because we saw in the South Carolina game, he is, he is a huge threat even as just a guy in open space. We know what he can do in the sack side of things. Gibbs is one of their best pass catchers. How they handle him is something else, a well, game within the game. I mean, it's not basketball, though. I mean, you don't put a guy, hey, you're guarding him. Um, you know, they'll 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 defend Gibbs within the framework of the defense. I'll tell you one thing that's going to be good. That's the tailgating tomorrow, and uh, the gardens will be full. I mean, all up and down Razorback Road from MLK North and other places is going to be full. If you don't have TV set to go, World of Wireless still has some playmakers. That's the portable satellite system. You can get them. They're good at deer camp. They're good at the lake, and they're perfect for your tailgate. 877-305-DISH. Guys, there'll be smoke wafting through the air with – you know, ribs or brisket or whatever oh, they're going to have going. It's going to be a magical one, but uh, your tailgate's got to have TV tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that ride into campus and, uh, you know, just just taking that all in. Because the gardens is uh, is a really neat place on game day to walk through with you. I park at 56 and walk up. That's just a fun walk through there. What's the best tailgating spot on campus, in your opinion? Oh, they're, they're all good. Robert says right here in front of the stadium shop. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I mean, when you're owing forever and you yeah. win a game at Mississippi State, I thought that was pretty big. I mean, you'd have to go back, I guess, find uh, 
you know, some of those wins when, you know, Bielema had a win or two. They beat Texas in that bowl game. That was a big might, win. It might be the most meaningful win, though, since you beat LSU to go to the Sugar Bowl. Maybe so. That, that comes Maybe to mind so. for me. I don't know if that's the right answer, but that's the one that flashes across my mind as far as what it would mean, the potential dividend from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was a pretty meaningful conference win. That was the one I was going to go towards, Tommy. And they're playing pour some sugar on me and War yeah. Memorial after the game. That was a great moment. Good question. Uh, I think Chuck's right since the Texas game of its regular season because of what that meant last year to so many. But uh, uh, and it got you, you know, it was part of what got you to New Year's Day game in Florida. Well, so. when I think about big wins, for example, in Fayetteville, I think about Sterner beating Tennessee. And I think about the Texas game last year because that's when they, you know, that's when they got down on the field. That's when they rushed the field. And so that that would be my barometer. Mm -hmm. It was big for just a recruiting standpoint. Coach Pittman's talked about that. And in addition to to beating Texas A&M, this could be just kind of another notch in your belt, guys, when it comes to talking to young men about coming to your campus. You have those moments, though, like you have with Texas where the crowd rushes the field and the, you know, and it, it happens more and more often now. But Sports Center loves to show it. The SEC Now Show loves to show it. Everybody sees it. So that that's one of the, the byproducts of a big home win is they play it over and over and over on every national recap show. Well, if you beat Alabama, it's going to be the lead story on Everywhere. every college football show. I mean, from college football final late tomorrow night to, you know, what they replay over and over again on Sunday. You beat Alabama, it's going to be the lead story. Do you guys still watch college football final? I have not since they got rid of Lou Holtz, Mark May, and Reese well, Davis. Been a while. It's not I as have. good as it used to be, but I still use it as kind of a catch-all at the end of the day. Yeah. You and I maintain the best college football bit. Is still what was it, Judge? When then when Reese Davis was the judge and they had the, yeah. the two I love that. I mean that was why I watched awesome. the whole show. That was great. I so. thought Mark May and Lou Oates are really good together. Yeah. So uh and it, I think SEC now is a good thirty minute recap of what happens yeah. in this league. So uh I don't miss that. But it it definitely would be the I think the biggest win I mean biggest conference win probably in in a decade if you win that now. So uh we'll check all that out. All right, that's your Red River Dodge morning rush. Do what? Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. We are brought to you there. We're at the stadium shop this morning. We're uh, getting ready and uh, got more to get to here in uh, this hour. I want to remind you, free Beat Bama buttons. And you get uh, a sweatshirt this morning. Hood or not, get a second one of equal or lesser value. Half off here at the uh, the stadium shop as we ready for a huge game this weekend. Chuck, I mean, we've talked about the atmosphere. We talk about the traffic and all that. And um, it's going. It's certainly going to be a weekend that uh, is unlike any other. I just want them to get to the game. That's what I want to. I want everybody to get here, get that place filled up. Let's play this football game. We're excited about it. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. So we're finally at the point where we're one day out, Chuck, and you're talking to me this time. We talked about the excitement all week long. It's Alabama. Everyone knows the excitement. What is something that you th- you brought up the turnovers and not doing that? I-, I thought was something you brought up in the podcast was really good. You asked Coach Pittman on his coach's show on 
Wednesday night. And that was talking about Rashad DeBinion. The one that we're talking about right now is DeBinion. DeBinion had a couple of carries, I think, for 17 yards Saturday. And he's the one that we're talking about, Dominique, as well. But we probably need to amp up his opportunities. We believe in him or we wouldn't have had him in there in the fourth quarter. He's a little bit of a different back, can really make you miss, low center of gravity. But both those guys, I think, can help us in the situation you're talking about. He can't get tackled by the first. He has yet to be brought down by the first defender in any rush I've seen this year. Oh, he's good. I mean, he's a good player. And, you know, they've got um, they've got four options there. Now, look, Rockets earned the bulk of the deal. I mean, Rockets earned that. You always tend to focus on the guy that, you know, you'd like to see carry the ball a little bit more. And Dubinion's going to be one that I would imagine gets more chances as we go. But, you know, it's still rocket show. I mean, what he said is we're not really sure who our number two running back is. Uh, that could vary from week to week. What you know is you've got four good ones, and Rocket right now is the best. Yeah, you know who your number one yeah, is. Yeah, you know who your number one is. Yeah, and, but but how important is it in a game like this? Or what's the bonus from being that deep with that much quality against a team like Alabama and having those? Fresh legs maybe in the second half you didn't even see in the first two quarters. Well, you hope maybe you've got the lead in the fourth quarter and you got a fresh back against a tired defense. I mean, that's the hope. Um, you know, Alabama's got plenty of running backs themselves, and, I mean, they're probably deeper, you know, one through 22 than anybody in the league. So um, I don't know that it always works against a team like that, but ideally you get yourself in a spot where you're running to win and, You've got a guy, you know, you've got a running back who's either been hot the whole game or you've got a guy that, you know, has fresh legs against a tired defense. 877-377-6963. Let's go to Text Arcana and welcome in Tommy. Tommy's got a question for Chuck this morning. Go ahead. Good. Good. Hey, Chuck, listen, I'm going to make this very, very quick. I'm going to make as quick as possible. I'm from Birmingham. Used to uh, ride my bike, see Bear Bryant walk through the, since going into the stadium via the military my other career i ended up here in arkansas and i raised my boys and we're arkansans all that said you're 100 percent right the uh Fayetteville sanitation crew it has got to be working overtime because there's a lot of cigarette butts going to be on dixon street this weekend <laughs> and uh and i and that comes from the uh, show back your old radio show back today and i just want to let you know that uh, me and my brother-in-law we agree 100 percent with you Sanitation crews going to be working overtime and go hogs. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. Hey, you know, one thing about the Alabama people, I mean, they travel. I'll give them credit. I mean, they travel. They will be here, and they'll be here. Um, you know, when they win, I guess they're there till the end. We've not seen them lose very often, so I don't know if they leave early or not, but they'll be here. They're there. They'll be arriving today. Yeah. Remember that 20 – we all tried to forget the 2012 game. It was a little bit wet and damp that day, and Arkansas got behind early. That was when Tyler couldn't go. And, I mean, it by the third quarter, end of the third quarter, it looked like the spring game or yeah. something out there. I mean, and all that was left was the Alabama people. There have been a lot. In fact, I think uh, you know, there's there was an article about this. How and, and, look, good teams are this way. I mean, how, how they enjoy watching fans of the other team leave early. Um, you know, that was um, – you know, I can remember when they beat LSU, or the times they've beaten LSU down in Baton Rouge. Uh, you know, you watch that place empty out, I mean, just in the snap of a finger. And that is kind of fun when you win a road game like that. And Alabama takes a lot of pride in that. I, uh, my, one of my favorite things was in 2015 when we beat LSU, the ESPN 
zooms in on two hog fans, and you see one of the guys, dude, where y'all going? Where y'all going? Yeah. That's uh, an Arkansas one. I think that game 31 to 14. Let's go to Centerton. Welcome in Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on the morning rush. Go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy's oh. gone. Oh, there hey, he sorry, is. Fellas. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, thanks for your patience. So, um, I was just finding it interesting. As I watched the Razorbacks this season, I find it a bit interesting how, um, regardless of the whether at home or you know whatever location, uh, that you know, I find I find that that the offense they'll they'll get in their set, and the the KJ. I, I mean, I know he has the aptitude and the the you know. It just seems like he doesn't doesn't audible. He doesn't. He seems to look over to the sideline and get these hot reads from whoever it is, whether it's Kendall or whoever. It's like I want to see I want to see KJ adapt more on the fly, especially at home with the crowd behind you, you know, where you've got the time, you've got the 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 volume at a manageable level where you're not relying on clapping your hands or raising your knee or all that kind of stuff. I want to see KJ and these receivers well, I think their offense from top to bottom is better than the offense last year. I know you don't have Traylon, but I mean, is all up, all together, uh, is a better offense than last year, and they were able to put up big numbers against Bama. So I just, I like to, I mean, it's just, it fascinates me that, uh, that KJ is not, uh, you know, making these kind of hot reads. Um, as he approaches and looking at the package. Could you give me an example of what you're talking about? I'm, 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 I'm trying to understand what you're talking about. Give me an example. Okay, so okay, so the the offense, a call, a, a, a play, they break out of the huddle. Play has been called. Offense sets, and the next thing you know, KJ and the running backs are looking to their left or to their right, to the sideline, to to the bench. Well, and they're, they're getting they're, a signal. They're changing they're the play signal. is what they're doing. They're changing the play is what they're doing. Right, right. But, like, it just seems like I would like to see K.J. make those play adjustments on his own. Like, you know, to develop that skill to read what the defense is presenting. I know defenses can scheme and they can change their look. They can show blitz and they can pull back. I got it. I know. I, I, I got that. Jeremy's not paid Manning. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what, what do you want, Tom? I mean, and he, he's better, he's talking about adapting. When the play breaks down, KJ. Yeah. There's che- they check with the sideline at every level, every level. Oh. So, I mean, that, that, that's, what KJ does is no different than what you, like you just said, what, what happens in the NFL. Let's hear what David in South Arkansas has. Go ahead, David. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Enjoying the show today. I got a question about, the uniforms in the crowd. Okay, I hear the term red out. I'm assuming that means that everybody in the stands is supposed to be wearing red, which they should anyway, during a Razorback home game. Please, God, tell me we're not going to be wearing white helmets or any bizarre (laughs) uniform tomorrow, and we're back to Cardinal and white, those glorious helmets, which are the most beautiful in the world, just the cardinal jerseys, the white pants, no anthracite, none of this glossy, shiny mess. But anyway, just call me a traditionalist. That's just the way it is. The most recognizable hey, helmet to no, me, you, anyway. David, 
David, real quick before we yeah. let you go, what would you do if your Kansas City Chiefs walked out in yellow and red uniforms? Oh, after I got over shock and had a heart attack, I might wake up and at least force myself to watch the game. But the Chiefs did wear throwback uniforms one time, but hey, it looked like 1972, so it really wasn't no big deal. Which, And I hate the color rush. When I was watching the Seahawks and Denver, whoever, that night, is like a bunch of highlighters running around out there on the field. Actually, David. David emailed me. David, appreciate the call. David emailed me earlier this week with that same thought. Oh, yeah. I, they're what? I think they've won one game in the white helmets, maybe two. It's And I know. I had uniforms. an email, too, earlier this week from a gentleman that. <laughs> that <laughs> like, he, like, he went back to Lance Allworth before Lance Allworth. And, he, you know, he, he's acting like we have something to do. It, well, David, David didn't act like that. But I bet that guy emailed you asking why you decided on the no, white helmets. No, it wasn't that. But he, he was not pleased with, with the white helmets, the white shirts, the white, the all white head to toe. So, I mean, it's he, he just a, a break from tradition. So, uh, I think we ought to go out in the Apex jerseys tomorrow, guys. I think that's what we ought to do. Is wow. Going back to the old the, Razorback. Yeah, the get the hogs on the show. I think that's that. Hey, that's when we used to beat Bama on the regular, when we had the old Apex yeah, Back when Bama wasn't as good as, <laughs> yeah. as they are it now. Must we must have been Apex the jerseys. jerseys. Yeah. I mean, all we need is the Apex jerseys, and I think you, you win the game. Hey, one of the big traditions over in Baxter County for years, guys, has been Baxter Regional Medical Center. They're, they're known as Baxter Health now. And when it comes to health and healing, Baxter Health provides compassionate care beyond measure. That's their mission. And that's what you'll find right there in north central Arkansas. Now, this is a magnet-recognized healthcare facility, and they offer a wide variety of specialized care, neurosurgery, cardiothoracic surgery, interventional cardiology, urology, comprehensive women's health, pain management. They also have a family medicine and a physical therapy clinic. In fact, they've got multiple family medicine and physical therapy clinics. They're now accepting new patients. They're in 11 counties in Arkansas and Missouri. So if you'd like more information, you can visit BaxterHealth.org. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. We got a text in from Sam, and I think it's a good point. Alabama had the most penalties they've ever had under Saban against Texas. A lot of them were defensive pass interference. They always play physical with their cornerbacks in secondary. If you're K.J. Jefferson, do you take some one-on-one situations, throw it up, and try and get a fight? Because Hudson Card did that, and they got a lot of 15-yard penalties, Chuck. Depends on what the defense is. I mean, depends on what the defense is. I don't think you go at it with the idea, hey, we're going to throw to a guy who's double-covered and hope he gets interfered with. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there, there will be situations, I'm sure, where they feel like they're going to they're gonna throw the deep ball and, um, you know, if you get man-on-man coverage, maybe you'll get a little help there. But I, I don't think that's something you count on. You know, we saw Rocket Sanders in a passing situation last year. I think his his catch put him within seven points and a touchdown at the very end of that game. I think there's going to be some guys in, in a situation today, if, if Bama is able to stop the run tomorrow, that are going to be asked to, to make some plays on the outside, Tommy. Well, I mean – Bama's got so many ways to beat you. They can run it up the middle. They can use their speed and go around the edge. The one thing we don't know yet, how good their core of wide receivers are. And that's still, I think, something apparently, Chuck, they're trying to develop. I mean, they're just – I think it's when you come off Smith and Mechie and just the, the all-stars they've had, everybody else pales in comparison. But, you know, they're, they're still not bad at wide receiver. 
Well, we've been through this before. I remember when, oh, they got to replace Jerry Judy. they got to replace oh. Jalen Waddell. They've, uh, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. And, the, you know, they've not had to utilize, with the exception of the Texas game, I mean, they've not been threatened at all. And so I don't think we know yet how good those guys are, how good they're going to be. I mean, they've, uh, um, I don't think Alabama's recruiting's dropped off, based on what I understand. And so uh, their track record is that they replace one legendary player with a guy who might just become a legend himself. And so um, I think you got to figure that they're going to be pretty good, even though their numbers may not be great right now. Gibbs Gibbs is the guy. I mean, they line him up at running back and at wide out, so he's kind of an all-purpose guy. Here's the thing about Alabama. Early on in Nick Saban's tenure, and really in the middle as well, they played better on the road than they did in Tuscaloosa. The last year and a half or so, it's not that it's complete opposite. They have been a different team on the road. And I'm not saying this atmosphere is going to necessarily be something different that they haven't seen, but they don't play as well lately as on the road. And that stat defines it. Who does play better on the road yeah, than at home? I mean, how many of those games have they lost, though? One. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you I mean, look at, I mean we're, we're they only won by 10 instead of 30, so they're not as good. But they, I mean, I mentioned this, but here's the thing, Chuck. Okay. To that All point, right. there's four. Again, we brought this up. Four of the five games from last year that they played on the road under Bryshawn, it's been three points or less. That being said, if you go watch those Alabama teams and the stats back this up, they typically have not been as challenged as they have been this last year. Well, first off, I'll go back. They've only lost one of those games. But you also have every time you play on the road. It's just like it is here. This scene's going to repeat itself the next time Alabama goes on the road. There's going to be a show just like ours at a store real similar to Roberts, not real far from their stadium, and they're going to be saying the same things we are. Oh, traffic's going, oh, our people are coming in. Oh, they'll go, they'll tear the goalposts down. This happens every week, every time they go on the road. And that's why where they are right now, and I promise you they feel this way, let's get a one-point win and let's run to the plane before they put any more time back on the clock. And that's what champions do. They are everybody's biggest game. And I know you don't remember this, but there was a time when they weren't. Now, there was a time way back before that where they were. But there's also an extended period where they were not. But over the last, you know, 15 years or so, They've been everybody's biggest game, and so they get everybody's best shot. And the fact that they've only lost one of them, I think, speaks volumes about the kind of program they are. Are Brian. they more vulnerable on the road? Sure, but who isn't more vulnerable on the road? Now, I think that's that's what you're pointing out is look at the margins. They're more vulnerable, but Maybe they're still so. winning. Yeah, I, you know, but but I think that's part of going on the road. You, you know? have to know when they come to town. If you're going to win, you're going to have to play your absolute best game of the year. Period. End of story. You remember when Cal was complaining about people getting too jacked up beating Kentucky? I I don't see Saban doing that when it comes to the level that they face. It's a each different deal, week. though. It's a different sport. It is beat Bama week. It brought is. to you by Lotto every Wednesday and Saturday night. Your chance to play life-changing jackpots. Get your Lotto ticket today in stores or on the Jackpocket app. Your number is your game. How do you Lotto? We are at the stadium shop, and you can come by and get your free beat Bama button. You can also get a sweatshirt today. You buy one, you get one half off on your next uh, when you buy two of them today. It's the largest Razorback store on the planet. We're not even going to argue that. It's just the way it is. This is the place to get anything with a Razorback on it. It does not get more Razorback than the stadium shop, Razorback Road, next to Baum Walker Stadium. Got another text, this from, from Bill and Sheridan, asking about 
Drew Sanders, and we kind of spoke to that. Now we're number one. That that's it's, we might be overplaying a little bit. But guys, how do you think? We didn't necessarily say how do y'all think he plays tomorrow? I think he'll play hard, and I think he'll have a good game. I, I mean, you know, you never know how the game's going to unfold. And Alabama's, I mean, they're very aware of Drew Sanders, and I mean, they'll be, uh, um, you know, they're going to make sure they try to block him. But I, I would expect him to play hard and have a good game. Yeah. I mean, I, if he had double-digit tackles, wouldn't surprise anybody. If, if he makes the big game-winning tackle or had an interception or some big moment that changed the game, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that tomorrow. What do you think A&N did? Because he was all over Max Johnson that first quarter, had one of the opening sacks, and really they couldn't block him. What do you think they did the next three quarters to limit his presence? Just double teams? I mean, is he just going to get keyed in from, from play one tomorrow? Well, I don't know if I can describe what the coaches did. I don't know what the adjustment was, but there was certainly your observations accurate that, that the way it was in the first quarter. But I don't think it was just Drew Sanders. It was overall mm-hmm. Arkansas was just whipping A&M at the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball, and that was the difference in the game. And when you're getting whipped up front, everything else breaks down. And that that's what happened for the first you know quarter, certainly, of the ball game. I don't think that Arkansas even again A and M didn't have a first down until the second quarter. Of that four one. three announced to yeah, begin the game, and, and you could have even argued that Arkansas could have put up more points and had an opportunity to even stretch that lead even more. That would be nice to get off to a first start, fast start tomorrow. Well, like each today, game's A&M. different. Each game's different, and 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 I know I say that all the time, but I we're we're to Friday. Last week doesn't have anything to do with what's going to happen in the game tomorrow. But, I mean, there's, uh, um, you know, Arkansas is going to have to do the things you have to do to win a game. And and um, whether it's Alabama or A&M, you basically start over. Your opponent's probably going to be better this this time around, which means you got to play better. you got, you got to eliminate all those mistakes. And even then, it sure would be nice if Alabama would help you a little bit. They, in the secondary, I mean, Johnson went 11 for 21 last game for 120 yards. They didn't play. They covered better. They're just the missed tackles and then not turning your head in key situations what stood out to most people. Oh, I think the secondary was whipping boy last week, and I don't think it's fair. They, they The defense gave up 17 points last week, mm-hmm. guys. I mean, they gave up 17 points. Let's not sit here and act like they had a bad day. Yep. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories.
All right, let's go and get into your hog update. We got the release for Arkansas's non-conference schedule yesterday, so really the full basketball schedule. Guys, red-white game is October the 16th on a Sunday inside of Barnhill Arena. That's been cool. I've enjoyed going to that, Tommy. That's nostalgic. It's a throwback. When you look over, it's a, it's a bunch of names that you would expect in a non-conference schedule. To me, you got to play a few of those games to get ready for Maui. That's a great measuring stick. And then you play a few more of them to get ready for Oklahoma. And then you get ready for conference play. That, to me, those are the two standouts in the non-conference is, Chuck, your trip to the islands, and then uh, when you go over to Tulsa. those That's where you're going to kind of know where you're at. We owe the Sooners, I'd say, yeah. based on uh, based on last year. That'll be a big game. I hope Must sees the whole game this time. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> That'll be a big game. That'll be an important game. And, you know, the Maui tournament will be – you know, there's prestige in that. You're going to play great teams. You're going to be on TV, and people are going to talk about you. That's going to be a, f- a fun one. And you're going to know where you're at, too, a little bit at, yeah. th- at that point in the year. Yeah. No. That, uh, yeah, I mean, that's Listen, exactly right. You could go there and go 0-3 and doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year. Well, I mean, we remember back when, you know, back in the 90s, we'd play in the preseason tournament up in New York. You know, I mean, we, we, we played this type schedule because TV wants you. I mean, television wants you on their on their channel, and, uh, they want to do it as early as they can. Got the fall classic that starts today. We're, we mentioned to open up the show. There's a lot of fans here already. I, I guess one or two of them might wake, make their way over the ball. Well, I think there would be a few over there. I, you know, It's free, and it's something to do on a Friday night. The weather's going to be good. I think there'll be – you can come by the state. Robert's saying, hey, come by here and see me at the stadium. Come by here, and then you can go to the fall classic. I think there'll be six, seven – Five, six, seven, eight thousand over there. I don't know how many will show up, and I don't think anyone's going to count. But Chuck, I expect a good crowd. I, I would think there'd be people go. I don't know how many are going to be there. You know, you got to work it around a lot of things on a Friday night if well, you've come in the night before. But I think people will stop by for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a lot of people that uh, that that take that in just because it, it might be the best thing to do in Fayetteville well, tonight. My- might be. Last thing, Arkansas soccer wins last night. They blanked Texas A&M 1-0. Colby Hale squad doing some good things in SEC play. That's going to do it for your hog update. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. It's hour number three of the Morning Rush on a football Friday. We are live at the stadium shop on Razorback. Steven Rogers texting a good question that I want to start this hour with. We'll get into that coming up in just a sec. You mentioned we're at the stadium shop. Come in this morning. Come say hi. We don't want to feel lonely. Get your free Beat Bama button. Got donuts. Got donuts right here for you. Ty's got his sunglasses on. He thinks he's Tom Cruise. Uh, You can come by and... Check it out. Plus, get your sweatshirt. It's starting to cool off out there. Boy, it feels good. First thing of the morning, buy one sweatshirt, hooded or not, get a second one. Equal or lesser value, half off here at the largest Razorback store on the planet. That is here at the Stadium Shop on a Football Friday brought to you by QC Kinetics. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today. Stop putting off dealing with joint, shoulder, all that pain with QC Kinetics, 479-999-1234. That's 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. He can't see with those sunglasses on. (laughs) Hit that Bradford button back there uh, for us, Drew. All right, let me just tell you, this hour, of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush. There we go. Presented hey, by Bradford Marine. Right Better late Chuck than never. Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Bradford Marine and ATV. Stop by any of their six statewide locations today or visit them online at bradfordmarine.com. All right, so here's the question from Stephen Rogers. How far into the season will you say that this is a special football team? Guys, I don't think, regardless of the outcome tomorrow, that you can say that one. I think you have a special football team. I think we've already seen that. I mean, uh, we have seen that this is a team that uh, at the line of scrimmage is deeper and better than they've been in a number of years. Uh, You know, I think this team, regardless of tomorrow, Chuck, has a chance to do something that's, you know, I don't say not been done in a while because they won nine last year and went to Florida for a bowl game, but just be a better product on the field. I think we're already seeing that. I think they're a good team. I mean, I don't know what what special means, but uh, um, I think they're a good team. Would special be ten wins, though? I mean, because that hadn't I been thought done. last year was pretty special. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, um, I'm I not sure exactly what Steve's asking, to be honest yeah. with you. Well, I was driving in this morning. I was pondering on this. Tommy, I think you and I are in the same agreement that, to me, Arkansas football is once every three or four years you compete for the SEC West and the SEC championship, maybe four to five in some cases. Is that, do you think that's a pretty consensus take from fans that listen what is com- show? But what does compete mean? Yeah, does that mean I mean, win? we're using these these vague terms like special and competitive. What does that mean? I mean, what does that mean? Because really, only once out of about every four or five years does anyone other than Alabama win the West. I mean, that's pretty much what's happened with all. I mean, if you bam over the field to win the West, if you just took Bama, you're, you're going to win four out of five times, I bet, if you go back and look at it. I mean, they go to Atlanta, I, I'm going to guess, four out of five years in the last 15 I think you want them to be in a certain sense where they are right now that you feel like every time you play, you've got a chance to win. There's not anybody on the schedule that you look at and you say, we can't beat those guys. We got no chance. Um, I think that's where we are right now. Do you always want to do better? Sure. But, I mean, 
this idea that, you know, it's a reasonable expectation to expect Arkansas to compete for the SEC West every four or five years. I don't know if that's reasonable or not. I, I mean, we're not the only team in the league. I mean, and everybody thinks the same thing. You know, you think about the SEC every season, um, say for Vanderbilt, it used to be Vanderbilt and Kentucky, but now it's just Vanderbilt. You've got 13 of the 14 teams that expect to go to a bowl game. They expect to have a winning season. They expect to, uh, um, you know, they expect to show progress every year. And if they don't, somebody's got to be held accountable. The numbers just don't allow for that. I, I mean, somebody's going to lose. Now, this is going to change when we get to nine games. But to me, the better measure is, do you have the program and the team right now to get to five SEC wins? I think we should measure more about how you do in an eight-game SEC schedule versus – nine games, eight, eight wins, nine wins, all of that, because non-conference schedules fluctuate. You win four, you probably got a pretty good team in the SEC. You win five, I think you've got something that might be closer to what, was it Steve that was asking special? I mean, it's harder to win five games in this league than I think most people equate. Or, or well, not going. Let's not sit here and act like we go five and three all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, uh, let's not. I just think it's a better measuring yeah, stick, Chuck. Uh, well, I mean, you know, certainly the teams you play in the SEC are going to be the best teams. Now, no doubt about that. This year, if you go five and three in the SEC and then you figure out your non-conference schedule and you win two or three of those more, and we, we've already seen two wins, obviously, um, you know, that's that's pretty good team right there. I don't think you've had a winning conference record till since 2015 because five you're 500 last year, right? You're four and four. 2015 you went five and three because you lost to comfortable non-conferences to yeah. Texas Tech and Toledo. So and I, I four what, and four is not horrible. I guess is no, the point I'm trying a, to make. And to your point, that's valid and correct. But I think w what a lot of national people say is like if Arkansas played fill-in-the-blank ACC or fill-in-the-blank Big 12 schedule, they'd be in that said championship. There's still a lot of respect for even a team that has three losses in conference, kind of like you're alluding to. Yeah, but I don't think that's important, respectfully. I, I don't I – don't, you know, when people say, well, if they were in the ACC, they would compete for the championship. Yeah, they would, but they're not. And, you know, um, you are where you are. I mean, you play in the SEC, and um, that's the deal. And, you know, going six and two seems like you know a really hard thing to do. Five and three, you don't do that often. And um, but you know, this team right now again, and, and let's not sit here and act like we've got this rich tradition. I mean, we were we were over two years in a row. It's not the only time we were over. So um, you know, um, I think where we are right now is remarkable considering uh, where we were. Hey, let me throw this in there, guys. This is this is the Homer talking. Okay, I'm a Homer. I'm looking through rose-colored glasses. You take care of business this weekend, you still got the West. You can still win the West. And you, even you if you don't, and, you still got an opportunity ago, to have a great that? year. And, yeah, but, I mean, if you – three years ago, would you have even thought Arkansas oh. stood a chance? Yeah, my point. I, I mean, they uh, – Well, we were talking about five-year plans for Pittman, how you yeah. can get it turned around in five years. The portal's changed that, though. Well, there's no doubt about that. But also, you know, when you've got the right guy, you know it on the first day. And when you've got the wrong guy, Deep in your soul, you know it on the first day. You just don't want to admit it. I hope it changes, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Maybe we can fix him. But I think that um, I think from day one, there's uh, there's been a different feeling within our program. And uh, the progression's been pretty rapid. It's another text from Sam talking about, see, you brought up Alabama consistently winning the West, winning the SEC championship. The Bama privilege card that will get played at some point tomorrow when a call goes against Arkansas. What do you think about that, Chuck? Oh, I think good teams get good calls. Been that way since you started playing sports. 
That's earn, what I you, think. You earn your breaks, right? You know. I'm not saying there's, you know, well, we're going to favor. People, people think, oh, they're, they they got to keep Alabama in the playoff hunt. I don't think it's that. Um, but I, I, I think good teams get good calls. Good coaches get good calls. Um, I think there's, um, you know, I think there's that underlying current that does affect the established team, just like in pick your sport, particularly basketball. Um, you know, you want to see great players and great teams. People, people don't pay money to, you know, come in and, you know, watch the watch the great teams fall apart, mm-hmm. and so or the great players yeah, specifically. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a situation where um, there's a conscious effort to favor the best team of the conference. I just think good teams get good calls. I I think there's a perception that our fan base has that not only will you have to fight Nick Saban. Bryce Young and the rest of that Alabama football team, but you'll have to fight the guys in stripes. And I know that's something that you well, consistently push back on. Well, because the best teams are the most disciplined teams. The most disciplined teams have the fewest penalties. And we never want to tie that together because that doesn't fit the conspiracy theory in our heads. But if you look at Alabama, at least right now, and that doesn't mean anything about tomorrow, they're not one of the most disciplined teams when it comes to penalties. I was looking at that number. Um, you know, they're 13th in the league in, in penalties per game. They've uh, they've we? averaged eight flags. Where's Arkansas? Arkansas has six and a half flags, ninth in the league. That's going to be a big deal tomorrow. So, I mean, I, I, now that doesn't mean that they're going to have eight flags tomorrow for Bama, but so far to this point, what we have to measure, they have not and, been disciplined in that part of their game, and, which is uncharacteristic of a Saban team. And a lot of those was, I think it was 18 penalties against them in the Texas game. Maybe yes. it was 19. Uh, who was the officiating crew at that game? It's the Big 12 it's crew. Big 12 crew. Yeah, well, there you go. And they they seem to do everything on that that one play in the end zone to to uh, to hurt the home team there. Yeah, that was uh that was an interesting play, wasn't it? Where Bryce Young is falling down, and it what did they call that situation, Tommy? Well, I mean, the the, the question should it have been intentional grounding, and uh, and that would have been a safety because the penalty occurred in the end zone, and yeah. instead they called it an incomplete pass, and that was the you know that 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 was. Probably the biggest moment of the game, you'd yeah, say. I would agree. Let's go to Piggy and welcome in Kagan this morning. Go ahead, Kagan. How y'all doing this morning? Good, buddy. Man, I don't feel like our team has played hitting on all eight cylinders a game all year, in my opinion, defense and offense. We're going to have to hit on all cylinders this weekend if we want to win this game. And I surely hope that we can because like I said in my opinion we hadn't just played the best game that we played all year but I feel like maybe this weekend I figure KJ and the whole team is probably just so still hurting over the loss from A&M but we're going to have to hit on all cylinders to win this game and I'm sure hoping they can we need to. I got money bet on this one. I got Arkansas. <laughs> now we're getting now to it. Now we're getting to what really is motivating. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a gambler. So I'm betting how much, uh, on Arkansas. Kagan, how much did you bet on the game? Well, two With guys. Life I might be listed time. Don't even watch don't football. Down, but they know who bad, Alabama man. is. Yeah, I got I got forty bucks, twenty bucks with two different people, and they don't even watch football, but they know who Bama is. And they're like, ah, there's no way they'll beat Alabama. I'm like, you never know. That's why they call it gambling. Good luck. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't ever ask a man when his wife oh may be listening. How much you bet? Come on, man. Well, I lost. A, I lost a hundred last week to a deranged A <laughs> and M fan, and it was painful when he texted me after, said, "You bleep bleep, pay me now, you bleep bleep." And I sent the Venmo. And but you're a hurt. single guy. You don't have to answer to anybody yeah. on yeah, that right now. I'm, it's it's nice, I guess. Any 
and I, I don't know what the money. I guess if it's seventeen, the money line's pretty pretty hefty payout if Arkansas wins well, tomorrow and you bet the Razorback money you, line. You can bet there'll be some people in the stadium with a happy hedge. They may have Bama bet, but they're rooting for the Hogs, and if the Hogs ruin their bet, they, they're they're happy. So there'll be some people happy hedging tomorrow inside Razorback Stadium. I, I always find that interesting how Razorback fans bet for or against their team because that happy hedge aspect that you talk about. I and last week was a perfect example why I hate betting on Arkansas because that was an emotional bet last week and it was emotionally painful in a variety of ways. Use your heart and not your head. You often get uh, your, your wallet lightened up. So that's usually how that that works. So so what are you betting on tomorrow? Not in terms of money, but this football team. Great weather. I'm betting on that for sure. That is good, that is good man. It's I been think, nice. I think this team, I, I'm, I feel certain they can compete at the line of scrimmage. And you have not said that in a long time about this football team and this program, Chuck. I I feel more confident about their ability at the line of scrimmage to not get blown up like they have in, in previous years. I don't think they're going to get blown no, up. I, don't I, I think they're going to go play a great game. I think they're going to play hard. I don't know if it's going to be enough. But um, I don't worry about this team in those respects. I don't dissect everything the way people do. I, I that, That's just not how I view it. I, I, I think that we're going to be competitive on the offensive line. We're going to be competitive on the defensive line. There's going to be five that are going to decide this game. You better not let one of them be a non-offensive touchdown for Alabama. You better not let that happen because if you do, you're probably not going to win. Um, I, I don't think the, 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 you know, in many respects, and just hear me out on this, I I don't think it's that much different than any other week from an execution standpoint. I, I, I think you've still got to do the same things, the same tenets that lead you to a win against an A&M or against a, uh, an Auburn or anybody else or the same tenets you follow to beat an Alabama. You're just playing a better team. You're just playing a better team, and they may or may not work. Yeah. And the, the idea that – I mean, and I think the atmosphere is going to be great and that the crowd's going to be loud. I think there can be a moment or two where you impact a false start or something, but – we also got to remember, Bama faces this every time they go on the road. It's the biggest crowd of the year, the loudest crowd of the year, the most hostile environments. They're prepared for it. So the idea that it, they're going to be rattled, I, I, I don't think so. But you know, would they have a false start and a loud moment on a third and two? Perhaps. But I don't think that the crowd's going to intimidate Alabama. Well, you know, let me say this. I think it could be situational. I do think, like you're talking about, on a third and two, Generally speaking, like, is an Alabama player going to walk into the stadium tomorrow and see the crowd and go, man, I'm scared? No, that's not going to happen. They, they see it but, every week. But um, I go back to the Cincinnati game, you know, when, uh, uh, when K.J. fumbled down there, and they're at their own end of the field, and the crowd was a factor, and you saw all those false start penalties, and a team that looked like they were going to have an easy touchdown had to settle for a field goal. I do think, no matter who you are, that there are still instances where that matters. Is Alabama going to be intimidated? Generally speaking, absolutely not. But will there be moments where noise affects kids who are not robots? They're still kids. Yeah, I think the crowd can have an effect. But but generally speaking, no. Alabama's not going to be scared of it. It's going to be communication where the crowd can get involved, whether you're going to disrupt their communi- ability to Absolutely. communicate on the field. Absolutely. If the crowd gets really loud, then you can have an effect on the game. You agree with that, Chuck? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there will be particular instances where you have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. I think we saw in – and I know that still resulted in a loss, but back in 2010, I mean, Greg McElroy still to this day says that's the loudest place that 
he's ever played. And I don't know. And they if, still won. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that's but, but, but Wingo scored on the wheel yeah, route, Chuck. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> I keep hearing, you know, and look, I, I'm not knocking anybody for saying it, but I keep hearing, man, so loud when Wingo scored. Or Greg McElroy says the loudest place he ever heard. That doesn't mean anything. They won. That doesn't mean you don't get any points for that. Well, what I was insinuating is as is, is, is hyped up as the, the Texas game was last year, you're playing a much better football team. And I know that game was at night, which we'd love for this game to be at 6 o'clock. And 2.30 is great, but we'd still rather be at 6. I wouldn't. Maybe you would. Selfishly, Maybe you would. You want to go to bed before. No, <laughs> no. I think that, look, there, there's, look, more, more people watch the 2.30 game than any other SEC game. Absolutely. This is the national game, the biggest stage that our league has to offer. Yeah, and yeah. what I was getting back to is this team, this game means more and should mean more to fans than that Texas. That Texas team wasn't even good last year. That, let's just be honest. It's like the team you beat in two, two, 2014. It was great that you kicked their butts. It was great you kicked. Yeah, you're just a, focusing on the football, though. There's a lot more to it than and, that. And yeah. I know the hate and the disdain. No, for there's the just a lot more to yeah. it than than the football. I would. But what was the better atmosphere, though? Even in a loss, what was the better atmosphere? Texas was a better atmosphere than Alabama. 2010 Alabama. Alabama. Absolutely. They, they the field. My gosh, Ty, what are you talking about? The louder portion, if you ask someone that was at both of those venues. I was, bo- I was at both of them. I was, it's yeah. an easy question. I don't think you had You're better. measuring wins and losses on people in the stands. It doesn't matter. Talking about the atmosphere itself, I, 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 I'm And I just answered your question. See, I don't agree with that. It, you can still have a great atmosphere to loss. It was a great atmosphere. When you you ask me, was the Texas atmosphere better than the Alabama? Which was the best? The Texas atmosphere. That's yeah. my opinion. I was at both. That's my opinion. Was the louder moment when Ronnie Wingo scored? Maybe, but that, you know, that that's ten seconds of a day. You know, that that's you know, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. It's Chuck's been accurate on. They lost the ball game. I mean, that's uh, what you want to do is have these great memories in a win. That's what you're after, and maybe tomorrow can be that that moment we've all dreamed about. You know, when you you feel like you finally will all feel taller, will all feel better, will all feel like we've accomplished something in our own lives, even though it's just our football team. If Arkansas absolutely, can the world. it'll be a great Razorback moment. It'll be a great Razorback moment, and ten years from now, Ty'll be arguing with the next guy about which <laughs> which game had the better atmosphere. I mean, that's just how it works. Hey, we went outside this morning. It was crisp. It was cool. It made me, it made me think of the fall hunting seasons and duck season that's around the corner. And our friends at Bradford Marine and ATV can, can get you ready to get to the woods or on the they water. They absolutely can. Duck season's right around the corner. And right now at Bradford Marine and ATV, they've got the all-new Tracker Off-Road 800SS Waterfowl Edition. They've got them right now. It's got the standard quack rack. You hear that quack rack? Quack rack. It's fully rigged. It'll haul all your gear. It'll get you to the duck blind. Bradford Marine and ATV also has their complete line of off-road units. Those are coming in daily. We were talking about Christmas a little earlier. It's coming, too. And so you can order your new Tracker Off-Road 90. It's designed for kids 12 and older. And uh, you can make it the best Christmas ever. Visit Bradford Marine and ATV, any of their six statewide locations. I'd be... uh I'm going to tell you, duck hunting's a serious business in our state. There, is, there is no question that uh, there's some guys that take – I mean, the deer hunting's a big deal too, but, well, I know a lot of guys that take that duck hunting, uh, it's a religion. It is. 
So. They've got on the spot financing, too. I didn't mention that. Bradford yeah. Marine and ATV. All right. Just one uh, just up the road from where we're at and one close to probably where you are at. So we're going to be here at the stadium shop tomorrow morning. Uh, our game day coverage gets underway at 9 a.m., but before that, Chuck, your podcast, which a new one dropped today, we're going to turn that into a to 30 yeah, minutes of great radio at, at 8.30. So we got Lindy's football at 8. Give me the Hogs, Chuck, at 8.30. Then we're going to be on the air at 9 o'clock from the stadium that shop in Randall Ford and Fort Smith. That's yeah, a full day. Well, there's going to be a lot of people driving. Here's our thought. A lot of people are driving. 8 o'clock hour is going to be a busy hour. So uh, if you haven't heard, for whatever reason, the Give Me the Hogs, Chuck podcast, we'll have it here on this radio station you're listening to now at 8.30 tomorrow morning. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.